When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That was John McEnroe, the great John McEnroe, who did win a bunch of majors along the way. But he was talking about Novak Djokovic. And look, we're in the middle of an unbelievable era in tennis, specifically on the men's side. Three guys with 20-plus majors apiece, Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, and Djokovic. But Djokovic may be the best of the three. I know he is certainly in in Australia. But, um, no, that's when Nadal plays well, excuse me. But uh, nevertheless, he is not allowed to play in New York's biggest event of the year, the U.S. Open later on this month in Queens, because he's not been vaccinated. So I saw my friend, the lovely Dr. Nicole Sapphire, on Fox News talking about this yesterday. And you guys know I'm a big tennis fan. Patrick McEnroe was on this show live from Wimbledon just a couple of weeks ago. So I had to get Nicole on and talk about it. So here she is, Fox News, big-time doctor, big-time author as well. She's in my book, Citizens United, my friend, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Nicole, Bernie's out today. Just Sid, how are you? Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, always great to have you. Let's get right to that story. You, you heard McEnroe. He's been vaccinated. He got his booster. Me too. Been vaccinated, got my booster. But I think at this point, it is beyond ridiculous that anybody should not be allowed to do anything in this country because of COVID and the vaccinations. Beyond ridiculous. Your medical thoughts. Well, and finally, the CDC actually acknowledges that. The CDC last week updated their recommendations, and they said because these vaccines and boosters don't really prevent someone getting infected, they don't prevent someone someone else, and the fact that over 90% of Americans have natural immunity and natural immunity offers some protection as well, they said we should no longer be discriminating between vaccinated and unvaccinated. Therefore... The CDC needs to update their global entry requirements because right now they still require vaccination to come into the country, uh, to come into the country legally, I should say. As as we've noted, you don't need to be vaccinated to come in illegally across the borders. But to legally come into the country, you have to be vaccinated. But yet their own recommendations say we shouldn't be discriminating any more vaccinated or unvaccinated. So, you know, if the CDC wants to gain a monicum of public trust again and just be consistent with their own recommendations. It would behoove them to remove that requirement, which would ultimately allow Djokovic to play at the U.S. Open at the end of this month. We will get to the illegals in a moment. The CDC sucks. I know you're a doctor. You won't say that. I will. They suck. The WHO sucks. Fauci, all these people, all these organizations, all these groups have really embarrassed themselves. I know it was difficult, something we've never seen before. But, I mean, from one week to the next, it was a different philosophy, a different out. And why the the, the, the federal government... Uh, still listen to the CDC when they've been wrong about this thing only a billion times, a billion. Can you explain that to me? <laughs> explain how they've been wrong a billion no, times? No, explain why anybody, I know why they've been wrong, but because they just take shots in the dark, but then why would anybody use them as a barometer to make any real decision? Why would anybody do that? 
Well, unfortunately, it's been proven over and over again. I mean, I talked about this at the beginning of the pandemic in my book, Panic Attack, about how politicized these public health entities became. And it was just one example after another how politics inserted itself into a lot of these recommendations, and they were very slow moving to update them as the science evolved. And, you know, it's very frustrating, uh, and it's uh, it's hard for people to look at the CDC as the barometer, but unfortunately, people do. Uh, your your federal government does. A lot of state governments do. And even these academic universities, they're going even more strict from the CDC. At this point, I wish people would start following the updated CDC recommendations. Instead, you have academic universe or you have you know, colleges, you have academic institutions that are requiring booster shots in otherwise healthy individuals who have already been vaccinated, who have already had COVID, and the CDC is saying, we don't need to discriminate anymore. It should be risk-based individually. So I actually wish people would would start following the CDC's recommendations. Now, they should have been this way for the last six to eight months at least, but it took them a very long time to update them. But unfortunately, the CDC is still not even speaking out for what is right. The fact that you still have mask mandates for the youngest children in schools across the country. You still have booster requirements for healthy young adults in colleges. And you still have surveillance testing of asymptomatic people going on everywhere. And the CDC is, is, doesn't actually even recommend that. No. They're not speaking out against it either. So in my, in my opinion, they are still culpable of negligence if they don't speak out and protect the people. I agree. That's why I stopped listening to them a very, 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 very long time ago. You know, the kids don't have a choice. They've been mandated to wear the mask. But I have to tell you, Dr. Nicole, working in uh, New York City, in fact, I'll be in the Upper West Side today, and even on the ferry, on my ride back to my home, you must wear the mask if you're inside in the ferry. I don't get that. And I must tell you that when you walk the streets of the Upper West Side, there are still thousands and thousands of adults that walk around on a day like today, 77 and sunny, wearing masks. Explain that to me. Why? Well, listen, unfortunately, we have now come into a situation where more people are wearing masks for the optics and because they feel that it is inclusive to this culture that has been created um, predominantly by the political left. If you're not wearing a mask, then, you know, you're a pro-Trumper, you're Republican, and you're anti-mask. It's like, well, no, that's not true. We just know a lot more about this virus. It's a milder variant. We're going to be okay, so we don't feel the need to wear a mask. Uh, I think that mask mandates have no place anywhere in this country anymore, especially as we have shown study after study these population mask mandates or even mask mandates in schools, they really don't have a clinically significant benefit. You know, should mask wearing still occur in very high-risk settings? You know, quite possibly yes, but not just because of COVID, but because of many other respiratory viruses in your most severely immunocompromised. Um, But moving forward, it should be risk-based. And if people want to wear a mask, by all means, wear a mask. But no one should be telling anyone they have to wear a mask anymore. You know, the the real, um, I, I guess, cynics, say, Nicole, that it's not about a shot in the dark, my buddy Ralph included. It's not about uh, bad science. But the reason why this is still going on, vaccines and boosters and all this stuff, is because of big pharma and the millions, if not billions of dollars that uh, these uh, these companies are making who deal with this stuff. Uh, is that a conspiracy theory or is there some real credence to that? 
I would call that a conspiracy theory. I think Pfizer is doing very well between their um, vaccines, boosters, and Paxlovid. I mean, essentially, the White House has been their own personal marketing campaign for Pfizer throughout this entire pandemic since the Biden administration has taken over. Uh, I think that a lot of things are being, I think the, some of the boosters are being oversold. I think Paxlovid is being overprescribed. Um, is it a conspiracy theory that it, they're doing that, you know, in cahoots with big pharma? I'm not going to go as far to say that, but I would certainly look into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do just personally think that certain things are being overutilized and Pfizer and the other big pharma is, is benefiting from it. All right, Dr. Nicole, South by Fox News, you mentioned the illegals. And I can't believe I'm talking about this, but polio, Dr. Nicole, polio is back. What are your thoughts on that? Well, polio is back not because of illegal boarding cross, border crossing. Let's be very clear about that. Oh, well, so we're far, so rise, far, right, so far. Rise, no, we're, no, I'm not even going to give you that. The reason that we're seeing a rise in polio cases is because that you have populations of low vaccination rates, uh, specifically in um, Hasidic Jewish populations. We've seen measles outbreak, polio outbreak um, in areas of like Rockland County, New York, where they have notoriously low childhood vaccination rates. What happens is if these people are in Europe, Europe still uses a partially live virus for their vaccine for polio. And so people have a, a very mild version of polio circulating in their system. When that person travels to an area legally that has a low vaccination rate, they are able to transmit it to someone else, and it can infect that someone else who hasn't been vaccinated, and you can transmit it to other people. And so that's what's happening. In the United States, we don't use those vaccines. We use a much safer vaccine where you are not having live virus in you and you're not able to transmit it to anybody else. But when you have people just legally going between Europe and the United States and you have these pockets of low vaccination rates, you will see a rise in cases. And throughout COVID, there was a decrease in pediatric vaccinations. And I'm not just talking about COVID. I'm talking about all of them. And unfortunately, polio, measles, mumps, all of these other viruses are significantly more deadly than COVID. So if you didn't want to get your kids vaccinated for COVID, you know what, I, I I can agree with you on many levels especially if you have healthy young children. I've written about that many times. But when it comes to measles and polio and others, you know, I, yeah. I, have, I can't get on board of not vaccinating. No, I totally agree. Totally agree. Right. So let's talk about then some of the diseases that are coming across our border from these illegals. You, you kind of intimated uh, it uh, a little while ago. Let's exclude polio then because you've made the point that that's basically here and not coming across the border. What are we facing uh, beyond uh, COVID, folks that are crossing the border, the health issues? Well, certainly things that we worry about coming across the southwest border. Well, we have to remember, not everyone's coming from Mexico or Central America or South America. People are coming from the Middle East through the southwest border as well and various other places of the world. Um, but we we do worry about, um, obviously, the respiratory infections such as COVID. Tuberculosis is a big thing. Um, also, some fungal infections. But mostly when you see these large caravans and people really congregating together, we're really worried about the respiratory and GI viruses. Um, Kind of if you think of all the outbreaks that occur on a cruise ship, the same things are happening when you have large migrants congregating congregating together and coming across the border. Is it possible that you are seeing some of these other viruses like a polio virus or measles virus? It's possible. But the issue is if we have a large vaccinated community, 
that has nowhere to go. People aren't going to get it. It's the problem is when it goes to an area with low vaccine rates. Last one, monkeypox. Uh, the uh, homosexual community actually boasts about their own promiscuity. I've got I've got a million friends, so do you, that are gay. They actually joke about it and boast about it. And as far as we know, the only way monkeypox really gets transmitted is through that. I mean, I guess if there's a kid at home and he touches a towel, it can happen that way, too. Uh, do we know for a fact that at least right now it is predominantly, uh, yeah, I get that in the homosexual community, monkeypox? Right. So I think I've seen reports um, varying numbers, but I think upward of 90 to 95 percent of all confirmed monkeypox cases right now outside of Africa is in the um, homosexual or yeah. male to male sexual context. Um, it is. Well, what do you mean male to male? So so lesbians don't get it. You know, I keep well, I guess they're saying that not every man who has sex with a man is considered homosexual. Maybe they're bisexual. Maybe they're I don't even know. <laughs> what? But what <laughs> you and I can talk about that later. Male to male sexual transmission is right. the way that it's worded. So fine, I'm going to go with that. But so uh, uh, upward 90, 95 percent is male to male sexual transmission. Now, the truth is you can get these kind of if you think of someone with chicken pox, you can get these sores on your body. And if those sores blister and break and someone and you wipe it up with a towel or someone touches it and say they have an open sore or they touch their eyes or their mouth, it's possible that they could get it, too. But that mode of transmission is much, much, much less likely. And you really need that intimate contact, physical contact to get it. It's not like COVID where standing in a an elevator with someone, you could actually get it. It's right. not like that at all. Right. It's not everyone. So in the last uh, 45 seconds here, Nicole, should we brace for another variant? I feel like the government and politics will make sure that, at least when Democrats are in charge, that there'll always be some type of COVID variant around, even if there's not. Is that a conspiracy theory on my part? Oh, certainly not. I mean, but think about it. We've we, Somehow we've moved on. I mean, you had the Spanish influenza flu over a century ago, and we have moved on with the fact acknowledging we have a flu season every year, and there are different variants, which is why we have to have different flu shots every year. Why anyone would not, would be surprised that we would have a COVID and flu season is beyond me. I mean, coronaviruses mutate much more than influenza does. So, it, of course, we're going to have variant after variant, and we'll probably have annual boosters, and they should be targeted for the high risk or anyone that wants them. But it certainly should not require a mandate or be a universal campaign, as we have already demonstrated over and over, that there is natural immunity protection from prior infection, and most Americans have already been infected. All right, there you have it, folks. Make America Healthy Again, Panic Attack. Two great books that Dr. Nicole Sapphire wrote. She's in my book, Citizens United. That's one of our great guests that me and Bernie bring on on a regular basis. Excellent job again today. Keep up the great work on Fox News. We love you. Thank you, Nicole. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, sweetheart. Take care. Dr. Nicole Sapphire, who, by the way, has a real job, uh, folks. She works at Sloan Kettering. So she uh, sounds like she's actually running into the hospital now. So uh, while she's a great uh, Fox correspondent when it comes to this stuff and looks great on television. She actually does save lives every day, so good for her. 
If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at info at gabolaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. 